Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Why, hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Yes, Bravo, East Coast Housewives. I am your main bitch, Kim, today, and I know, Yin's guys, that I told you last week that I was doing a little experiment with myself. I was trying to eat better, if you will, which means cut back on the sweets, or at least for that day, I challenged myself not to have any sweets. And Yin's guys, drum roll here. I didn't have any treats. I was so surprised with myself. Now the next day, did I have treats? Yes. Why do I sound, why am I saying treats? I literally sound like I'm a fucking dog or something. I had sweets and treats. How about that? Now, I'm still challenging myself to be better with that. I am. Except currently, right now, present day, I am sipping on some water with Alka-Seltzer in it, yes, because I think I could potentially be getting a cold, which that sucks. No one likes that shit. But, uh, you know, that's how the cookie crumbles, I guess. Who said that? That's the way the cookie crumbles. That's from a movie. I just can't remember where it's from. Now, today, guys, there's some stuff going on. I have some What the Bravo things. I want to focus more on the season finale of Jersey because it was fucking great. Yes. More excellent quotes for Yin's guys. Jersey always delivers. Yin's guys already know that. But before we start, we're going to do some What the Bravo. Only a few things, as I said before. First things first. Bravo Con, baby. Bravo Con is back. Thank God. It's been a little too long. And honestly, I think they've only had BravoCon once. And that was like two years ago or so. So October 14th to the 16th, put it in your calendars. It's BravoCon, baby. New York City taking place at the Javits Center. Never heard of it, but it sounds super fun. So just saying, the bitch, me, I want to go to it. And I'm trying to get my girl, Diana Jevia, who has Bravo Besties podcast with the Believe Network. Uh, We're trying to go. So that's all I'm saying. Yay. Now... BravoCon's going to be good, obviously. But the other news, let's talk about Real Housewives of Potomac real quick. Nothing crazy big, but apparently Candace and Kurt, they're at a Twitter war right now. Now, as I say before, I don't have Twitter because, I don't know, I just don't. So I guess I'm missing out on a bunch of shit. But I find out through my other friends on social media. I find out through them and then I just borrow their material. And, uh, you know, everyone does that. It's called recycling. It's like music. You can only recycle so much, right? And uh, I'm getting a little off topic here. I could talk music all day, but none of guys want to hear that. So let's get back to Potomac. Karen and Candace, they're at a war on Twitter. OMG. But also, Candace is also not following Giselle, and uh, Giselle isn't following her either. Am I shocked with Candace being in any type of bad situation with any of the women? No, because Candace causes a lot of shit, and we all know that I don't love Candace. 
But I love Candace for all this shit because we get to see it out on screen. I mean, the bitch, she really knows. She knows what she's doing. She does. So, Candace, I applaud you for that because you work in the camera and we dig it and we love to hate you, but we hate to love you. You know what I mean? It's kind of like that. So, apparently, people are coming after Chris. Actually, one of the people, uh, I don't know, one of the IG handles, I can't remember, they were chatting about Chris. Chris came back and said, I don't live off of Candace's mother. That's terrible and blah, blah, blah. I don't know the exact quote or the tweet or whatever. I'm just, yeah. Basically, he's saying that he doesn't live off of Mama Dorothy. He doesn't, though? Because I thought Candace was living off her mother. I don't know. We'll find out. Apparently, there's some shit that's going to be coming out during the season. Currently, they are filming. So it's going to be good. We're also, I'm sure, going to be hearing about Ashley's divorce with Michael because they are no longer stronger than ever. Last little bit, I want to talk about what the Bravo Housewives of New Jersey trailer. Did you guys see that fucking trailer? Oh, my God. The only thing that I want to see and that I'm so anticipating right now It's not the only thing I want to see. I want to excuse myself for that because I fucked up with that. Uh, The one thing that I really want to see is whenever Andy's sitting on his bench and he's like, actually, it's a chair. And he's like, shut up. And he's like going crazy. Oh, my God. It's almost like New York all over again when he's like, well, you shut the fuck up. Shut the. Oh, my God. I'm so excited for it. I think it's going to be great. Holy Andy. Yes, yes, yes. And I'm also excited because if Yin's guys recently saw Watch What Happens Live with Margaret, she was saying that she was surprised with Louie and how he handled himself really well at the reunion. And I guess a lot of questions were answered for everyone in the group. And I think, you know, at this point, Margaret really respects Louie and uh, they shouldn't be, Teresa and Margaret shouldn't be mad at each other. They should move on and be friends. Now with that, we're going to go to the main event and talk about what the fuck happened on this last day in Nashville. So first things first, we're coming from that terrible dinner where Teresa cleared the room, which was really outside. She cleared everyone from outside from the dinner after she was body shaming Margaret, saying that she always eats a meal. She never misses a meal. And as I said last week, Teresa, I never miss a meal either because the bitch is hungry and uh, you're supposed to eat meals. So that's all I'm saying. Then the day after comes and everyone's reflecting husband, wife, all in all their rooms, right? Dolores is talking to Frank, trying to figure out what the hell happened. And Dolores was like, you know, I hired a chef and then we're going to go do this like bike booze cruise type thing. Not a cruise, but they're going down the street on a bike. So I just like booze cruises, I guess, even though I've never really been on one. Whatever. (laughs) We find out that Dolores hires a chef and then we go to Melissa and Joe's room and they're reflecting about how Teresa apologized to the group, but she was also provoked because that's what she said. Joe's like, that's progress. No, it's fucking not progress, Joe. I think it's ridiculous that you're giving her a pass. I am on team Margaret right now because I don't understand, like I said last week, why are people afraid of Teresa? It seems like people are afraid of her, and I don't really know why. And I know that they would probably say, we're not afraid of her. But, you know, the way that it comes off on the show, it does look like you're too intimidated by her to actually say something to her and just be like, look, bitch, you fucked up. You need to say sorry and move on with it. 
And then Teresa's like, I'm 49 years old. First of all, no one gives a shit how old you are. But second of all, if you're saying all this stuff and this is my boyfriend and you're making fun of my boyfriend, like that's not 49-year-old shit, okay? That's like some 18-year-old shit. So let's just get that straight. (sighs) We go to Evan and Jackie's room. And they're talking about the night before, but Jackie is also talking to Evan about how today she's challenging herself with ordering specific food at the restaurants that they're going to, like chicken or whatever. And um, I love that Evan said, you know what, I am here to help you reach your goals. I would say Evan is really surprising me this season. I really love him a lot more than I thought I would. I mean, I didn't mind him. I thought he was fine. But he's opened himself in such a way where I'm like, you could be like one of the best house husbands as far as supporting your wife. And I really love that. I thought that was beautiful. And I also still think it's amazing that Jackie is sharing this whole journey with us on the show. And I know, I'm pretty sure, I don't know what she's going through, but I think it's I'm sure it's difficult for her to talk about this on the camera, but I know she's probably helping a lot of people who may be struggling the way that she has been throughout, I don't know, her whole life almost. I mean, I think she started this uh, whenever she was in high school or middle school. So I think it's great, and I'm so proud of her that she is able to share this with us, and uh, I'm very appreciative of that. Now we go to... The breakfast. The guy comes and he makes some breakfast for everyone. Everyone's breaking bread, you know? Melissa and Joe are then talking to Teresa. They're talking about the night before. Teresa's still not apologizing. She's like, oh, I'm not going to apologize. I apologize to the group. Joe was like, yeah, that's great progress. Again, no, it wasn't, Joe. It was terrible. We go to Margaret in Joe B's room, and they're also talking about it. Obviously, this whole episode is still talking about the duel between Margaret and Teresa, and we will find out that that is the only duel that we have this episode and pretty much for this whole entire fucking season. We already know that, so we're going to skip over the Dueling Divas too because we already know. (sighs) But she did say that it was messed up, that all these people were giving Teresa a pass after she said all this shit, and as I said before, I'm Team Margaret for sure. Everyone is now at breakfast, except for Teresa and Louie. And for some odd reason, massage parlors came up. And I'm like, what is this? I'm so confused. Dolores brings up, (laughs) she says, do you think I'm really going to let go of those massage parlors there, Frank? And I guess supposedly they owned massage shops or massage parlors. And it was funny because Jennifer was like, well, what kind of massage parlors did you own? And he was like, good ones. I put that at one of my quotes, so we'll talk about that. So something must have happened when they owned the massage parlors. Is that where he cheated on her? I don't know. But obviously something was going down, and that's why Dolores hasn't forgotten it, and that's why she called him out. Then Margaret comes down for breakfast, and then eventually she's confronting everyone, saying, hey, you know what? What the fuck was last night about, like, You saw that she was all body shaming me and that all the women, all the women were like, no, that's so terrible. I would never. And then Margaret's like, well, why the fuck didn't she stick up for me last night? Crickets. Crickets, honey. And my question was the same thing, Marge. Why didn't the women stick up for her? I mean, that's messed up to me. That's messed up. And then Jennifer comes in in her confessional. But she also talks about how Marge doesn't really take accountability for her actions. 
I think that's true and false. I think she does partially, but I also think she doesn't. (laughs) For this instance, I think she, I mean, she really was just putting out there what was already out there. She was just asking about it. It's not like she was making this shit up the way that Teresa made up the rumor about Evan. So it's very different, even though Jennifer was trying to compare it to that and all that shit, which it's not. So I got a little confused with that. That's weird. Margaret continued to say, you know, there's bad shit about Louis out there. I'm not making this shit up. And maybe the delivery wasn't as consoling and or empathetic to Teresa. I don't know. That's messed up to me. Like, obviously, you don't want to deliver it like, hey, dude, your man's cheating all over the place. He did this and this and this. Okay, whatever. But if it's a bad thing, if you're a good friend, I think you should bring that shit up. I will want my friends to bring that shit up to me, even if I knew about it. I mean, that's all I'm saying. So from there, we're going to get ready for the booze biking. Everyone's dressed up in the appropriate garb except for Margaret. She's in a beautiful dress with those high ass heels. Doing it well, March. And she's a bad bitch. So they begin pedaling. And apparently the guy said, anytime we get to a red light, you drink, drink, drink. Booty pop, booty pop, booty pop. All over the place. Yay, yay, yay. Or at least Melissa wanted the booty pop. Okay, I dig it. Then eventually they did the fist pump, Jersey Shore. You got to do that. You have to represent. And then they get to the, what is it? Hattie's Chicken or that chicken place or whatever. And then what happens? The men have to be men and they have to challenge each other to a hot chicken eating contest. Jennifer says, hey, you know what? Bill's going to win because this dude puts fucking wasabi as a spread on his sushi. And they flash back to when the men were eating sushi like last season, I think it was. And Joe Gorga is looking at Bill whenever he has the wasabi and he's like, you're supposed to eat it like that. And then Bill's like, yeah, it's great. And uh, Joe was not about it. He was like, fuck this shit. So I don't know. When Jennifer says that, I'm like, ah, I'm pretty confident Bill's going to win. Then we also see Jackie. She's pushing herself at the restaurant by ordering grilled chicken and then she gets coleslaw. So she even said that coleslaw might not be a big deal to anyone, but like for me, it's a big step. And she's sharing it, I think it was with Tracy. So again, I think it's wonderful that she's sharing her journey with us on the show. And I know that it's probably really hard, but know, Jackie, that we do appreciate and support everything that you're doing, and we just continue well wishes for your progress. From there, I don't even know why this happens, but Teresa then wants to have a conversation with Margaret about the night before, and everyone is drunk off their ass for the most part, and they're like, no, don't go over there and talk to Margaret. It's not a good time, but you know, Teresa does what she does when she wants to do it because she's a five-year-old and she doesn't understand, I don't know, she can't read the room, clearly. So she goes over there and Margaret's like, I don't want to do this right now. There is a time and a place and this is not the time or the place. And then she's like, no, I want to do it right now. I'm I'm ready to do it right now. But then guess what? Everyone's like, hey, bitch, it's not the time or the place. And she's like, okay, I'm going to go back, sit down. So she does. It was just like, ugh. Again, how old are you? We know that you're 49, but you're acting like a five-year-old. Let's go. Be better than the gap, Teresa. The hot chicken contest begins. You see the faces on the men. Louis is out first. 
<laughs> he's basically got the, oh my God, I'm going to throw up face. And then who's next? Then you got Frank the Tank. He's out next. He looks like a lobster. He's turning all red. You can see his face like he's almost going to like fall over from like, I don't even know, like if someone hit him in the face and he was just like, what the fuck? He was almost down for the count. Then you get Joe Gorga and Bill. They're duking it out with their mouths. (laughs) That sounds funny. (laughs) So what happens is they come to a draw. They tie. They tie it up, but really, I think Bill won. And I think Bill only ended it with Joe because I think he felt sorry for Joe if he would lose because Joe was the one said, do you want to end it right here? Because I'm not going to lie, even Bill was, he was, he was feeling it. I mean, it wasn't just, you know, a mild chicken wing or two for him. He was definitely feeling it. Joe was getting all red. He had like saliva coming out of his mouth. It was ridiculously amazing. So Joe's like, hey, do you want to call it? And then Bill's like, okay, my man, we're going to call it. But realistically, even Jennifer said Bill totally won. And Jennifer, I completely agree with you. Bill was just helping Joe Gorga's ego. I don't know why that just happened the way (laughs) my voice. Bill was just helping Joe's ego, you know, to keep him confident and shit. So he didn't have to like, I don't know. You get what I'm saying. I definitely am not saying it right, but hopefully you guys get what I'm saying. Then they all go back to the house and I'm sure all the men were having a case of uh, the shits, if you will. Uh, But Joe from the other end, and I'll talk about that a little later. Now, it's the last night together. Let's call it the last supper for the season, clearly. Before we continue with the show, I wanted to talk a little bit about Noom. Noom uses the latest in behavioral science to empower people to take control of their health for good through a combination of psychology, technology, and human coaching on their platform to help millions of users meet their personal health and wellness goals. A lot of people face pressures to change themselves to fit other people's expectations. And the more freeing solution is to find out things that work for you. Noom understands that everyone's weight loss journey is unique and what works for someone else doesn't mean that it'll work for you. That's why Noom's approach adapts to your lifestyle. It's flexible and focuses on progress, not perfection, allowing you to work toward your goals at a pace that's comfortable for you. Noom Weight makes it easy to start your weight loss journey and stay on track with personalized lessons to help you gain confidence and practical knowledge, one-on-one coaching, and a cognitive behavioral approach that teaches you how to be mindful of your habits. 75% of Noom Weight users finished the program and more than 60% of the users that engaged with the program kept the weight off for a year or more. So start building better habits for healthier long-term results. Sign up for your trial at Noom.com believe. Again, that's Noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash believe, B-L-E-A-V. All the women are anticipating Teresa's arrival with Louie. And uh, Jennifer almost suggests to treat Teresa like a child, essentially, because, you know, she doesn't know any better and da 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 Well, that's bullshit. Why are you lowering your standards for Teresa? And that's what Margaret says. She's like, you're all lowering your standards for Teresa. This makes no sense. If she acts like an asshole, she acts like an asshole. Don't give her a pass. And then Dolores is like, no, I don't think I do that. And then Margaret's like, I don't even know what you're talking about. You, you compare Teresa to a shelter dog. 
But like Dolores didn't have anything to fight back with. And uh, I don't know if she just didn't listen to her. But again, Margaret's right. She did compare Teresa to a, a dog in a shelter. I, I, I just, it made no sense to me on why these women, most of the women, defend Teresa night and day with shit that she does wrong. I mean, it's, it's the craziest thing. Do we remember the ponytail pull felt around the world? Yeah, that was Teresa's doing. Danielle was just the idiot that did it. <sighs> I wonder what she's doing, by the way. Teresa is talking about her love bubble with Louie before they get to the uh, the dinner. And I just have to say, no one gives a fuck about your love bubble, Teresa. You are not that important to everyone in the world. I mean, you're an important woman. I don't want to say that you're not important because that's fucked up. But you are not the first person that everyone on this planet thinks about. So I think your ego needs to come down just a little bit. I mean, we fucking love and adore you, Teresa, but, you know, I'm not thinking about you the first thing when I wake up in the morning. The first thing I'm thinking of, I got to go to the fucking bathroom and then I got to make me some coffee. I just thought that was crazy that Teresa had to bring up the love bubble stuff again because it's just like no one cares. We want you to be happy, but we're not thinking about it 24-7. So everyone goes to this place for dinner and uh, Louis takes Joe to the side, Joe Gorga, and he was basically saying, you know what, your sister means so much to me, and uh, I've had many sleepless nights about the woman that I wanted to manifest in my life and all this stuff, and I want to take her to Europe in a month, and I want to propose to her. And Joe was like, wow, this is something. And he's like, you know what, I appreciate you coming to me. This is great. And then Louis was like, you know what, I know that her father, your father isn't here anymore, and I wanted to almost think of you as like the father to respect the family and get your blessing but then Joe was like all right cool but I need to know you see all these stories about you I need to know the truth what what's the deal and he was like yeah I had some stuff going on in the past and he's like right but it kept on coming up and coming up so some of these stories have to be true especially when they're coming from different women And he was basically saying, you know what, I wasn't a saint, I know that, I messed up, but in the present, this is what I'm doing, she is my world, I want her to be happy every second of her life, and Joe appreciated the fact that he did own up to his mistakes, and he even said in his confessional, he's like, you know what, Louis came up to me, and yeah, he fucked up in the past, and he was man enough to tell me that he did, but I appreciate too that we're focusing on the now and what he's doing for my sister. And that's what I think makes him a good guy. And he clearly gave Louis the blessing because what happened? They got engaged. Do we remember the Instagram posts? I am a little skeptical of Louis still. However, I do feel like he means well and he wants to do right by Teresa. I really do. And I just hope... It is the fairy tale that she's always wanted, and I really don't want it to be like a Joe Judice. I really don't. I would be really sad if something like that would happen again. So at the end of the episode, you see Teresa approaching Margaret and says, can I talk to you? And uh, Margaret was like, okay, cool, whatever. And then Teresa was telling Margaret that she feels like she didn't do anything wrong. (sighs) Of course she says that. Because she deflects and she doesn't want to take accountability. 
Teresa also said that Margaret should have taken her aside with this whole Louis shit instead of bringing it to light. But Margaret made a good point. She's like, if you don't talk about it, you're bringing it to light if you're avoiding it. Which I guess it kind of makes sense, but I don't know. That could be 50-50 with me. Now, during this conversation, because Teresa gets really emotional saying that they've been dealing with the kind of shit with the blogs and all that stuff about Louie for a year. And I think it was really mentally draining on her. So Teresa starts to cry. And you can really see Margaret. She's feeling empathetic for her friend. And I really think she was talking about in her confessional that she knows that Teresa's really been through Helen back. She first met her whenever her mother died and she shared a beautiful moment by letting that bouquet of flowers or something go off into the sea for like a sentimental symbolism type thing. It was beautiful. That was seasons ago. And I think Margaret just wants her friend back. She really does. And she just wants this shit to be done with. But during this whole conversation, when Margaret's trying to talk to her, Teresa's very defensive. She's always on the defense. And honestly... It's annoying, but I think Teresa's so used to that. She had to do that with Joe the whole time. I mean, we've seen a bunch of shit that Joe did to her on the show. And she was always defending him and always standing by him. And like, even if he did do something wrong, she would kind of like laugh it off, you know, because family is family. So I think that's just a natural mechanism if you will that she uses and I don't think that's going to change anytime soon unfortunately but Margaret was saying hey you know what you did all this shit and it really hurt me but she also said that the women this probably wasn't the best thing to do Margaret (laughs) but she did say all of these women they even told me that they're lowering their standards for you on how they treat you and then all of a sudden you hear like the dramatic music that has no sound like that. I just wanted to be melodic at the moment. So that happens. And then she was giving Teresa all these examples of how Teresa has been a bitch and a bad friend to her, calling her a whore, white trash, a C word, fat shaming her, also calling her trout mouth, basically encouraging Danielle to pull her fucking hair. I mean, all this shit. She said all this stuff. But then what does Teresa do? Flips it back to Margaret and says, oh, well, ditto. Ditto? No ditto. Ditto is what you fill out for fucking homework at school. You get a ditto for homework. You fill it out. You turn it into the teacher. Not ditto. You did the same shit, Margaret. That is messed up to me. That is clearly wrong. And everyone who watches the show knows it. And if you don't, you know now. (laughs) So at this point, Margaret gets so upset and she just walks away because she can't handle it anymore. I don't blame you, Margaret. I would have done the same thing. I would have. And then Louie comes over and tries to console her, Teresa, and... I don't know why Jennifer came over and she's like, what happened? Uh, Jennifer, you saw. Obviously, shit didn't go well because Margaret stormed off. So that's your answer. And then the end of the episode was Louie was like, you know what? We're going to go. I can't take this shit anymore. I want to go on a jet and go home. He's done. He even said that. He's like, I'm done. He was channeling. I bet you they watch OC because he was channeling his inner Shannon Bedore. It was you! channeling it so well I tell you he was like let's think about it he was channeling Shannon with it I'm done 
He's talking about a jet. I would say that's very Erica Jane slash Dorit slash Kyle Richards. Uh, let me see. Let me see. He also said, let's go in our 50 whatever, however much money, million dollar home that they're going to do and she'll never have to work again in her life. Uh, what was that? I would say that would probably be like a PK Dorit type of thing. I'm trying to think of any house husband that would say that. The only one that I could think of is Dorit and PK. Um, I'm trying to think of other franchises here. Yeah, I think that's it. That That's definitely a, a PK and Dorit thing. So he was channeling basically the OC bitches and the Beverly Hills bitches. So there you go, Louie. Maybe you should hang out with some of those ladies' husbands. Just saying. Then by the end of the show, Teresa and Louie leave. And then you got Joe confessing in his confessional, clearly. He's like, you know what? We're going to see what happens. It takes someone who has really thick, thick, thick skin to be with Teresa Judice. So if you don't have it, it's not going to be successful. So we'll have to wait and see. And that's how it ends. Like I said before, that whole trailer for next week, ooh, looks fucking great. Now, with that dueling diva that I said, we're not going to really go over it. We're not, because we know. But I do have to say, I wish that this whole season duel realistically, you know, because like last year it was Jackie and Teresa. I wish it was Margaret and Jennifer. Do you remember those days when it seems like all they did was argue and like hate each other and it was so good for the show. But like I would have enjoyed so much more if this whole season was like Jennifer versus Margaret. I mean, at least when they go at it with each other, they say some hilarious shit. I mean, they really do. And that's most of my quotes whenever I have the show on, literally. Teresa just sounds like someone took a toy and she's like that's mine you can't take that away from me so it's not that fun so that's basically my thoughts with the duel because I wish it was more so Margaret and Jennifer but there's always next season now we're gonna go to the weekly shade so first thing nothing crazy but I thought it was cute Evan good old Evan steps in with the shade talking about the women and food They're about to go to the booze bike hang. And he's basically excited for that because he says that the food makes the women crazy. Which really means is anytime that there's food around these women, they fucking fight all the time. At least that's whenever he sees them. When they're at like a lovely dinner or whatever, they always fucking fight. So he's hopeful when they go to this bike boozing hang. And I think it turned out pretty well. You know, you got Melissa doing like twerking shit in the middle of the road on Broadway. Good job, girl. Now, whilst they are getting on that little bike to start the excursion of drinking and I almost want to say driving, but that's terrible. uh, With drinking and biking. Let's say that in a tasteful way, because you know what? Fuck that. Don't drink and drive. Clearly, that's fucked up. This was different. There was a guy who was sober who was maneuvering the bike. They were just pedaling. So there's that. But yeah, don't fucking drink and drive because that shit is fucked up. PSA. Now, when they're on the bike before they get started, 
the tour guy was trying to hype them up. So he's like, we're going to get the invisible whip cracks out. And then Margaret was like, can I have a real whip? LOL. She wants it for Teresa. We all know that. Yes, we do. And the last shade, it was basically Jennifer saying with the whole bike booze thing that everyone got the sticks out of their asses so we could have a good time. So that was cute. So with that said, we're going to go to my favorite thing of all time, the quote of the week. All righty, honeys. Quote of the week. First off, we got Frankie. Big Frank the Tank Catania. I just thought this was cute because I relate to it very, very well. He says, I'm going to have breakfast, the one thing I enjoy. You know, because it's the day after Teresa throwing a hissy fit about Margaret, how she cleared out everyone from outside. So thank you, Frank, for that beautiful quote, because I agree with you. I enjoy breakfast, too. It's actually my favorite meal. Then we go to Margaret. She's talking about Teresa. And she says, congratulations, you get a gold star for being the biggest jerk. She was angry. I would say the same thing, probably something a bit more mean, because I'm a mean bitch. We get to Dolores, and then we get to Frank, because he's responding to what she says. Joe B., Margaret's husband, makes Dolores coffee. Margaret says Dolores is Joe B.'s other wife. And then Dolores says, you want some variety. But then... Frank Catania, quick to speak, honey. He says, I tried that and she threw me out of the house. It was funny because he's making light of a situation. But also it's like, damn it, Frank, you did cheat on Dolores. Like it's funny, but it's not funny. But I think so much time has passed. They kind of laugh about it. I don't know. It's, I don't know. Frank reads the room pretty well, I think. And, um... He's just such a big teddy bear of a man. People love him. I mean, I love him. He's one of my favorites. So that was a quote. Pretty intense, funny, yet uncomfortable, but funny. So then we get to Jennifer talking about those massage parlors. She says, what kind of massage parlors were they? And then Frank says, with a pause in between, he's like, good ones. Cute. Ha ha ha. Also making light of a terrible situation from back in the day whenever Frank cheated on Dolores. (sighs) Frank, I love you so much, but why did you do that? You were so young, but like, come on, dude. I feel like if they met now in life, I don't know. Do you think they'd be together? Maybe it could work out. I don't know. That would be interesting. Would she be able to put up with his silliness right now? I don't know, but I would love it. I still want them to get back together. Another one, good quote to me. Dolores, whenever they're talking about, after everyone's done talking about Teresa and how Margaret says that no one's stuck up for her the night before, she says, I need a shower in holy water to shake off this evil shit that I got going around me. That's pretty intense. I like that quote. I could use that, I think, in the future. Then we have Margaret to Joe Gorga. This is actually pretty funny. After Joe ate all of those hot wings that made him feel like he was farting in his stomach or out his stomach, all that kind of shit, 
He needed to throw up. So Margaret says, you had a dick in your mouth to throw up. So production shows past footage. Joe is in the bathroom. He is trying to throw up. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Frank gave the cock to Joe. And I guess Joe apparently stuck that shit down his throat because he said he wanted to get the poison out of him. He's like, I will put anything down my mouth. I just needed to get it out of me. So he uh, he did that. So my question, you think, do you think he dipped in the man pond at all when he was younger? Curious, curious. He would probably say no, but maybe he did. I don't know. But, you know, that whole thing made me thinking. That's all I'm saying. Last little quote that I have is from Hattie B's. Well, they were at Hattie B's, and it's from Miss Melissa. First time I'm getting a quote from her, I think, so I'm pretty impressed. She's drunk AF, and she says to Joe and basically everyone at the table, she's like, you get the fucking hottest chicken every night. Joe liked that. She kind of switched to a Joe Gorga at that point. I appreciated that. So I would say out of all of those quotes, hmm, my two favorites, I think the funny favorite of mine is, you had a dick in your mouth to throw up, Margaret. Yay. Love it. Margaret, you always have the best quotes to me. And then the other really great quote that I loved was from Dolores. What did she say again? She says, I need a shower and holy water to shake off this evil shit that I got going around me. I like that. So, Yin's guys, another episode in, in the books. I appreciate Yin's guys coming back every week. I really do. Trying to see, let's see, let's see, let's see. After OC, I think uh, we have to be coming close to Beverly Hills because they're playing that shit on TV, like old seasons. They have to be prepping up for the new season. And if they do have a release date, I can't remember what it was. And let me see, let me see, let me see. Atlanta's coming. The uh, the Karen reunion thing, that ended cutely. I appreciated that. Let's see. Candy and the Gang, I fucking love that show. Don't ever let that show leave. I love it. I love it, I love it, I love it. Everyone on there, obsessed. <sighs> I love Brian too. Brian and Torin is like my favorite. They're my favorites. Ooh, but I'm also curious with this upcoming episode, we see Philip do some like modeling shit or something. And I'm sorry, even though he's kind of an asshole because he has to be with his position, I do think he's pretty hot. That's all I'm saying. So we get to see him with his shirt off and I'm like, wow, you're beautiful. (laughs) And they keep giving that one commercial about the Real Housewives of Dubai Ah, first off, the first lady that comes down, she looks like Bali from fucking Family Karma, just saying. And the last chick with like the nose ring or something, she looks like Kim Kardashian. So I'm interested. I can't wait for June 1st. I want to know everything about this show, and I'm so excited. So with that, Yin's guys, please follow your bitch on Instagram at Bravo Yinzer. Yinzer spelled Y-I-N-Z-E-R. And please follow us at Believe Network and at Believe Lifestyle. That's Believe, B-L-E-A-V, 
I hope you guys have an amazing rest of the week. Be excited about Candy and the gang and Philip with his shirt off and all this shit. And let's figure out what kind of wig Brian is wearing because he did a wig funeral last week and that was so cute. It was almost like Sonia burying her dog, but like not really. Do you remember that scene? Uh, I don't remember where they were, but like it was fabulous and sad at the same time. And yes, part one of the reunion, because the housewives of Jersey are badass bitches, they get three parts, unlike... The OC, only getting two. And y'all know my thoughts about this past season. So with that, Yins, guys, I love that you tune in every week. Uh, speak up about my shit to people. I'd love to get more uh, more people that listen like yourselves. So definitely make sure to, you know, put the whole five stars thing. It means a lot to me. You know, us little podcast people, we just want to get out there in the world. All right, I'm going to stop sounding like this pleading biatch. So thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you guys have an amazing week, and I will catch you back next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.